Welcome to the In Defense of Ska podcast. There's a lot of like, okay, well, you like Ska named three bands that aren't the boss tones. I'm your host, Aaron Carnes, music journalist and author of the book In Defense of Ska. And I'm your co-host, Adam Davis, veteran Ska musician from the bands Omnigon and Link 8. On our show, we aim to push back on the mainstream's negative perception of Ska music. There are so many great untold stories throughout the history of Ska. The show features interviews with everyone from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones to Fishbone, Fall Out Boy singer Patrick Stump, and the police drummer Stuart Copeland. Join us on In Defense of Ska from the Consequence Podcast Network. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, 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 hey! How y'all feeling? Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands this year that matter with Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. Don't I make it look easy? Don't I make it look good? Something we specialize in. Just don't drink all my liquor. Anderson Pack, more specifically Brandon Pack Anderson. Did you know that's not even his name, Anderson Pack? Brandon Pack Anderson. That's like if I called myself Stein Bradder. Is it Pack or Park? Well, it was originally Park. That's right. It's actually Park. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is the What podcast. The What. Hyper focusing on the bands that matter. More precisely, which bands that matter this year. Which bands this year that matter. Something like that. (laughs) This, that, and the other. This, that. I love we're starting with Anderson Pack. Really? Do you? I really do. That's a surprise to me. I didn't think that would be up your alley. Well, it wasn't, uh, to be honest. But I think this year for me, especially, the lineup is is about discovery mm-hmm. um, and a little bit of trust no. uh, that we, you know, we've gone, you and I, what, almost 30 times each yeah, thereabouts combined. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Combined. Yeah. And so there is a little bit of trust in the guys that put it together. And, and uh, Anderson is not somebody that it was very familiar to me a couple really? weeks ago. Now I like it quite now a bit. Now you like it a lot. Yeah, now, I'm looking forward to seeing the live show. This is a podcast by Bonnaroovians for Bonnaroovians. We want to take a deep dive into the artists that are playing Bonnaroo. We want to do each and every week, uh, go through a specific artist catalog, go through their bio, maybe introduce you to a new band. Maybe you, you could even introduce us to a new band, and you could do that at the What Podcast. Dot com. We hope uh, to catch some of that magic that these artists will bring to the farm, bottle it, and then expose it to you each week with a spotlight on the artists that will hopefully make 2018 special. And you talk about that trust that you have in the Bonnaroo people, whether or not the lineup is for you or not for you, there's something probably you're going to discover. And it's really odd to me that you just now discovered Anderson Pack, especially with all the two Grammy Awards last year. Yeah, well, to be honest, uh, I've relied on maybe my kids or yeah. or uh, some other people, and they're all gone. Uh, oh, they're so, still with us, though. Well, they're, I mean, they're yes, they're, okay, they're out of the Ooh. house. Thank goodness. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, there's so much music out there. I yeah. can't keep up with all of it, and I don't pretend that I do. I have learned over the many years of going to Bonnaroo, you're there. You really don't have much else to do. You don't have anything else to do. What? <laughs> you might as well go discover a new great act. Sure. Uh, that, for those just joining us uh, who don't know who we are, that's Barry Corder. He writes for the Times Free Press and has for since the inception 
Pretty of much. newspapers. Printed, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> from the beginning of newspapers, you were there. Pretty much. Yeah. It's the first one rolled off with a ink press. I'm Brad Steiner. I do a, a radio show on a, a Top 40 station in Chattanooga, but our passion, uh, no matter if uh, Barry's writing about a recipe or if I'm playing Beyonce, our passion is uh, independent alternative music, and uh, nobody showcases it better than the foremost festival, and that's Bonnaroo. So uh, not only do we appreciate you, but we appreciate the Bonnaroo people for uh, being so supportive in this. And uh, because they're so supportive in this, they're giving us a pair of tickets to give away to a podcast listener, this Our Inaugural version of the What Podcast. Somebody that listens to this podcast is going to win Bonnaroo tickets. I'll tell you how to do that coming up a little bit later on the podcast. But Anderson Pack, to me, I love him so much because everything that he writes, everything that he performs, the way that he performs it, it all starts with that bio of his. And that bio of his is, is not only inspiring, but it's heartbreaking. No question. And the other the other thing I love about him uh, that I'm learning to love about him is you can hear so many influences. Yeah. I mean, not just in the lyrics like you're talking about. His storyline is one thing. But every time I hear it, I hear... Today I heard Curtis Mayfield. Then I hear a little James Brown, and then I hear a little uh, Pharrell with the the, the danceable sure. part of it. And I, and I think it's a good example. That's why I get. That's why I say I'm glad we started with this one. I think it's a good example of that sort of discovery. Like I said, the kind of thing you might find at a at a Bonnaroo. You might think you knew what it was. Mm. You might have had a prejudice, mm-hmm. which. I did. I mean, first of all, the name sounds like an accountant firm. <laughs> not to pick on him, it's a great name, but you know, it does. I he's not at all what I thought the name. Well, uh, the na- the name uh, essentially Korean. He comes from a Korean mother who uh, married a man who eventually tried to beat her to death in the front yard with him. Watch with yeah. Anderson watching and his uh, sister. I think right. This is a little bit of how Anderson describes his own biography. You know, the family situation is. Um, you know, a lot of people go through. You know, torn families, but you know, definitely, I'm one of them. Um, I had three generations of of a prison. You know, of parents go to prison, so you know, my mom, my step pops, and my biological pops all sent to prison. Uh, by the time I was 17, both my parents were in prison. My biological pops was sent to prison when I was seven. So I grew up in church. Um, I grew up all sisters, two older sisters, one little sister. And um, you know, my mom was a workaholic, so I was raised by like the TV and like you know, just you know, friends and, and my, my big sisters. And when he talks about his biological dad, uh, he goes even further. He went from being there every day to him, I, I only see him, you know, a few times a week. And then, you know, t- to the day where he was like, where I saw him literally on top of my mom, you know, really trying to take my mom's life. So it was like tough. That was like last time I seen him. Imagine how that influences someone's entire catalog that they will write, especially when you listen to the song, uh, The Bird, which sounds to me like a guy trying to expel some of the demons. Yeah, I th- you, you couple that with, I mean, you can just imagine a young person having that happen and then locking themselves alone in a room with their music yeah. uh, you can hear it i mean you hear it in what he does i don't know what it is but i guess the reason why i love him so much is because he uh, follows a lot of the same threads that most of the artists that i like in my life that they make lyrics that take you to a completely different life experience than my own whether it's depressing whether it's a uh, jubilation in his case it's a, it's a life that I would never in a million years be able to relate to. But, oh, my God, when he does it, when he writes it, when he tells the story, he picks me up right by the neck and drops me into his life experience. 
Yeah, there's a lot of things I like about that song. Exactly what you just said, but then the line, I had to wake up to make it through. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, it could have gone a lot of ways in the environment that he was in. So sure. he has that, that line I can relate to no matter what my life experience is yeah um, and it and it drove him to go to music school couldn't make it because he couldn't afford it became a ta play drums uh, on his own he meets his wife at music school which is like an itt for right. for musicians goes on and and has a child with this wife they can't afford a life they're basically homeless they're squatting in foreclosed houses and eventually writes a song that gets dr dre's ear and dr dre then uh, invites him into the studio to lay down a few tracks. This is basically what Dre had to say in the words of Anderson Pack. Know anything about Compton or anything that was going on, but I was like, I'll show up, you know. And uh I pulled up and it was uh I met uh the DLC and Dre, first two people I meet in the studio. And they start playing the tracks and they're like, yo, hold up, yo, that joint you got swayed. We've been playing that for like three weeks straight. And uh they played it uh again and then they brought Dre in there to hear it and then Dre ran it back like three times. After the third time he was ready to work. And that song is what got him into the studio. It's the song that changed his life and eventually became the multi-Grammy-nominated superstar that he is today. Now, what I would have given for my mother to have given me the advice, you might go broke chasing every chick with a tongue piercing. <laughs> if only I got that advice yeah, when I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be in a different place. Right. All you? dad ever told me is don't keep your money in your mouth. <laughs> when, when you listen to that song, whether it's for you or not for you, what Dre heard was really interesting. This is what Anderson Pack said that Dre said once he heard Suede. This was uh, fascinating to me. He told me he liked the pain in my voice. The pain? Yeah. You got that pain in your voice. And you got a story in your voice. When I hear it, it sounds like you, only you. He's got a story to tell, that's for sure. Yeah, that is. You hear the pain, and I, I like, you know, just because it's the way I listen to music, mm -hmm. the, the musicality of it. Um, you know, he, he's a drummer. Sure. Uh, and that's where he starts from. That's when he's writing songs. He 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 talked about in an interview that I heard part as actually part of the uh, Showtime Word Is Bond uh, documentary that he's part of is that he he hears it. He he hears the tone and where he fits in the pocket before mm. he writes. And right. For some reason, lately I've done a lot of interviews with songwriters. And so the whole process fascinates me to right. so to hear his approach. They're all different. Nobody does it the same way, and really no songs are the same way. But uh, yeah, when you start with that pain, and you start sure. with that voice, it's a pretty good foundation. Huh? Yeah, and then you uh, you add the musicality that he has. Uh, it's interesting that you said uh, playing the drums in in the documentary because also in that documentary he reveals that he originally thought he was going to be an MC. He thought he was going to be a, like a hardcore rapper. Yeah, gangster. Yeah, and he's going to be a gangster MC, and, and then he, in the next breath, mentions that Radiohead's a big influence. Right, right. <laughs> and, it, and the drums are a major part of it. And if you ever see him live, he goes, he's bouncing around the stage. He plays drums a little bit, and then he plays, uh, he gets out in the middle of the, the crowd and, and crowd surfs. I saw him in Okeechobee, and it was the highlight of my year. It was my favorite live show that I saw. And the song that sticks out live is the season because he's doing exactly that. When he does the season in Carry Me, not only is he adding the pain about talking about his mom trying to buy him the new sneakers, but he's doing it with musicality, jumping from one instrument to the next to the next. Yeah, you don't you don't see a lot of guys that are drummers that are also rappers. <laughs> I can't think of any. It, it was interesting to see video of him playing drums while singing, performing, not really rapping, but more hip hop. But uh, it's just, it's a different uh, approach. The What Podcast. 
Starring Barry Corder from the Chattanooga Times Free Press and myself, Brad Steiner, from WDOD Hits 96 in Chattanooga. It's a deep dive into the artists that are playing Bonnaroo, the what podcast, which bands that matter this year. You see what we did there? What, which, that, this? That's funny. Yeah. It's good. It's clever. I think so. It's clever. Yeah, it's available online anytime at thewhatpodcast.com, thewhatpodcast.com. Hopefully you learn something. Hopefully you like it. If you do, comment. And when you comment, it could mean tickets to Bonnaroo for you. If you're listening to this podcast now, just check out thewhatpodcast.com and you could uh, scroll down to the bottom of the, the, the page there right before you see our names. Click win and uh, put your name, your email address, maybe some feedback, maybe something you like, something you don't like, uh, and it could mean Tickets for you to Bonnaroo with camping passes, by wow, the way. That's a big yeah. deal. That's it is a big, big deal. deal. Especially with all the camping upgrades and changes they're making this year to Bonnaroo. I, uh, it's a different experience than when I camped in general admission 15 <laughs> years ago. Which was what, a tarp and a couple of bungee cords? It was uh, It was the Wild West, man. It was it the Wild was West definitely. out there. There was absolutely no way to explain it. It wasn't just madness. It was a tad scary well, at times for somebody who had never been to a music festival glad before. glad you said madness because I was thinking Mad Max. If you, if oh you my saw God, Mad Max, right. it was worse. Yeah, some of the vehicles were actually, actually looked like those. Mad Max was, uh, was a day in the park, right? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it was I love it. It was rough. And uh, I mean, that's. I think that's one of the things we'll get into later on in the series is a little bit more how that has changed but every year they've made additions they've made changes they've made the camping experience Mm -hmm. uh better yeah i think for most people um but you know i think you and i have agreed we've talked about this over and over and over the camping experience is what makes Bonnaroo. It's what makes it different. It makes that it makes what it difference. is. Yeah. And I like how you said uh, through the series. Yes, yeah, so we're going to probably do this every week. Every week, spotlight a different band, an artist that's playing Bonnaroo all the way up to the festival. And throughout the weeks, not only do we want to tell you about Bonnaroo and tell you the do's, the don'ts, the good, the bad, the ugly, but we also want to hear what you have to say and anything that you want to feedback, uh, give us feedback on at thewhatpodcast.com. It is an experience unlike any other. It is something that not only you live with with all of your fellow Bonnarooians, but you live with with the artists as well. They yeah. bring a different show to the stage each and every uh, time because they know it matters to you. That's right. And and I think I think we I think part of the reason we want to do this and can do this is because we've sort of gone through that transformation with it as it's grown. That's right. Um, as fans, we probably have complained over the years as much as anybody else. We probably complain more than we've complimented, to be honest with you. Correct. About, you know, accommodations or the lineup or whatever. And I think last year we had an epiphany that we really enjoy that weekend. Yeah. It's it's more than the lineup. It's more than the camping. Sure. It's the it's a yearly get to do it again kind right. of thing with uh, like minded people and sure. and that is such a huge part of it is that you're there because you want to be there and you like music. Yeah, and it's not going to be just any Anderson Pack show that you get. You're right. going to get the best Anderson Pack show of the year because of that. Because he knows that people have been camping for three days or however, depending on when he performs, and so they they give a little more. I've I've done dozens of interviews over the years, and and that always comes up, not just from me, but from other you know reporters that are in maybe the conference call or whatever. Is is what makes Bonnaroo different? It's right. just everyone knows it. Everyone 
feels it. You know, going back to the the police when they were there, you remember the expect the expectation was how's it going to be different? And right. It wasn't because Sting wouldn't do it. Right, but, he wouldn't do but, anything. But the ex- expectation was that this they're going to jam or they're going to do something, and and you you just get more. Right. Anderson Park, the focus of this week's the What podcast, right up my alley. As a kid who does nothing but listen to 60s soul, and his favorite band is the Alabama Shakes, and uh, still likes independent alternative music, it pretty much blends everything that I love into one sound. I think it's a perfect example of what, what you're talking about. That song has some OJs in it, little yeah. back little backstabber, but sure. it's brand new. Yeah, and you you and I don't always agree on on music. Um, I like sixty soul like you do, but some of the new stuff that you might listen to, I think I commented to you once before. Why don't I just listen to the original stuff? Why right, don't I listen to Otis or sure. Marvin or whatever. And this is what's different about Anderson for me is that sounds totally fresh. Just because I hear a little OJ's in there. I don't feel like it's uh, you know a total ripoff that I have to go hear the OJs. I, I like that it's new. And he's been doing this for a while. You do it when you look at Malibu. Uh, you think that this was something that just just popped out of nowhere, like oh my god, look what I just discovered. But no, he had an album that that was doing some of the similar things just a few years before called Venice. So the point is, for Malibu, it was insanely personal, right? He wrote yeah. a lot about his uh, personal struggles his uh, life with his parents, his life with his sisters, uh, and the the struggles that his life took on from age of 7 to 30. Well, Venice is a little bit different to me. Venice sounds a lot like a 25-year-old who is being 25, <laughs> if you know what that means. Yeah. You know, a 25-year-old good-looking dude being 25. Sure. It was a little less personal. It was a little bit more, dare I say, drinking and drugs. But... It's amazing that the core of him, the core sound of him, still remains in that old school R&B, but with that Pharrell kick to it. You hear hear that youth, the pain from the youth, you hear the church, you you hear all that. You hear him locked in the room listening to 60s Soul. That song Anderson Pack recorded and released in 2014. Love You from his album Venice, which was his first album, his second album, then was Malibu. He'll have a new th- a third album coming up this year. You'll probably be hearing new music come Bonnaroo. Yeah. Yeah, come Bonnaroo weekend. I was just looking. He is Saturday night ahead of uh, Cascade, Bon Iver, and Eminem. As you know, Saturday night, that's when everybody comes. It's packed. It's crazy. I have to imagine, if I'm starting to put on my, my Bonnaroo scheduling hat for a second, knowing is Bonnaroo the way that we know it. I mean, I've been to 13 Bonnaroos. You've been to practically all of them. Knowing Bonnaroo the way that we know him, I, I can't imagine Bonnaroo putting Anderson Pack for his first time ever at Bonnaroo on the what stage, can you? Especially when you have Bon Iver doing two sets that night? Right, right, yeah, which we're going to get into in one of our shows. We're trying to guess what he's going to do yeah, for two will, shows. It's the bon same Iver day. Do? What will Bon Iver do? Uh, pretty crazy, yeah. and then, um, yeah, it, that's going to be the fun. That's a great day, that's Saturday. That's a big day. What else is on Saturday? Davis Staples, who I'm so excited a about. A focus of another podcast coming up in the upcoming weeks. Niles Rogers and, che- and Sheik. Sure. Uh, which will be the fun one. 
You know, that's one of those... Uh, well, fun for your age people. Sure. Well, it's that's, the, that's it's, the legacy act for Barry. It's the... I always go back to the Lionel Richie thing. Just sure. stunned me when that was announced, and it's still everybody, a lot of people's favorite. They so. figure out really strange things to pop in the lineup that always seem to work. That always seems to work. That's exactly right. Sylvan Esso is that day. Old Crow Madison. So it's, maybe, it's so maybe are we thinking, maybe could, could Anderson Pack be... Like your Saturday night after Eminem? Oh, yeah. Could on be. On which? Could be. Do you think that they would put Anderson back late night after? Like they did with Kanye, the the year that was such a disaster. You, but they, it was a late after show. Right. But you know they're going to put Cascade on the new EDM stage. Right. That's going to be the headliner for the EDM. you got to imagine that. But there's there could be. I can't find another artist that you just named that would go on after Eminem on which. No, that's a good thought. That's the R. Kelly slot from a few years yeah. ago. That would be a good show, wouldn't it? That would be a phenomenal late yeah. night show. I saw him in the middle of the afternoon at Okeechobee. It was great, but it ain't one o'clock no, in the morning. After Eminem, everybody, yeah, that would be cool. I don't know. That that's what we get to speculate in the coming weeks, don't we? Is uh, how the schedule's going to line up. Anderson Pack, the focus of this week's the What Podcast. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Uh, by the way, do you know why he puts the dot right before Pack and Anderson Pack? I do not. All right. Well. Because they slept on me for so long, so now they got to pay attention to everything now. Every little detail they got to pay attention to because he got slept on for so long. Not getting slept on anymore. A headliner at his first ever Bonnaroo. That is a a big, big deal. You know, I was thinking, uh, funny you ask about the the dot. I thought last year we should have had like a category that or a contest. Is this act a one-person act or a a group? Is is that a person's name or not? Yeah. I couldn't tell. Because you can't tell half the time. (laughs) Anson Pack. Uh, this week's focus on the What Podcast. As we go through the weeks, get closer to Bonnaroo 2018. Uh, we're going to try and focus on some of your favorites. If you want to shoot us a suggestion, thewhatpodcast.com, also a place you can register for tickets for Bonnaroo 2018. Maybe uh, focus on Boney Vare's two sets. Maybe Mavis Staples. Maybe we'll do a Sylvanesso week, a Moon Taxi week. Maybe we'll do some themes. Uh, give us your suggestion down to whatpodcast.com. Yeah, I'd, I'd like some questions too, because oh. there'll be you know people like us that are veterans uh, and maybe some new people they want to know uh, how to do this uh, everyone I think has a perception of what they think Bonnaroo is mm. and, and if you've never been your perception is probably wrong All right. that's Barry Quarter. I'm Brad Steiner thank you to our web developer Lord Taco the Lord of tweeting and communicating online graphic genius Nick Turner who else do we need to thank anyone else Nikki T's the man right. and thank you for listening this week the what podcast see you next week Through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands this year that matter? Yay. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corner. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.